Okay, here we go. Um, Giles Peterson back in the basement of Brownswoods, and uh, I haven't put the heater on. The windows are open, and it's a bit nippy in here. And the window's broken. Don't talk about that. <laughs> um, so I've got Ben Lambden with me, um, Nostalgia 77, um, Album of the Year, Worldwide Winners 2006, and as soon as you got an Album of the Year, you dropped another album. Yeah, well, you know, just try and keep busy. <laughs> it's good, man. Um, how has the new album done so far? Well, it's. I think it's out in a week or something, so... All I, all I yeah, I've had it for ages. <laughs> all I know is what people tell me, you know, and they people seem to like it, you know. So, so from that that side of things, it's it's good, you know. When you go about making a record like that, it's a live sounding record. Um, is it a big period of pre production preparation, or how does how do you approach the making of a new album? Well, uh, the late the latest one, it it's got a live sound to it, but it isn't actually a live. It isn't actually a live recording. It's all done in sessions. So uh, I kind of... I roughly write the tunes and the grooves and then and then get the people into session one at a time or a couple of them on the... You know, a couple of horn players on a, on a particular day and do all the instrumentals. And then with this album, I've done a load, a load of work with different singers. So then last step is to get, this, get the singers over to my house and work on the vocals. So I try and I'm trying to kind of blend the like live sound with the kind of with something which is a little more rigid, you know. So so by by doing it all a step at a time, I can treat it a bit like samples and you know loop little bits, you know, where they really hit it hit the rhythm just right. So hopefully it's it's something that has like one foot in the live jazz and one foot for people who are more listening, more used to listening to beats or yeah. you know. The click trap music, or you know, whatever it is. So you're still living in Brighton. That's right. And uh, it's good to see that you've got Lizzie Parks pretty much featured on several tracks on the LP. Great talent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, she is. Amazing, right? And uh, she obviously did some stuff for me um, with Chris Bowden, and you've done stuff with her in the past, anyway. Yeah, I done. I done one, uh, two tracks with her in the past. Yeah. Was the Hope Suite with her? Hope Suite with, was Lizzie Parts. So that was actually the first time I met her. Right. Recorded that the first day I met her. Went to her house in... She was living in Birmingham at the time. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of like... I think that was us just kind of... Right. I asked her to do something a bit like she'd never done before. So it was a bit, she had to kind of go out on a limb for me. But it was nice to coming back to do like a set of songs because she'd obviously had a little bit of time to work out where I was coming from. And, and I'd had a little bit of time to think about what I wanted yeah so so I'm pleased like Hope Suite was kind of like laying the foundations and this is I feel like there's a couple that are just right you know are you happy um being voted jazz record of the year or would you rather be seen as more than just a jazz collective how does the word jazz work with you yeah well I mean I don't really see myself as a jazz musician really I see myself more as a producer really and a fan of jazz music, but also a fan of lots of other kinds of music, soul music and um, blues music and uh, hip-hop and, you know, all the kind of various kind of types of modern music and experimental music and whatever, you know, mm. a music fan mm. and, a, and a producer. So um, I've actually, you know, obviously when I'm working and writing with the live band which is made up of jazz musicians it's a jazz it's going to sound like a jazz record you know but with this i've tried to kind of mix in some of my different influences you know and and i hope the result is something that people can just listen to uh as a collection of songs or atmospheres or whatever it is and yeah i'd try and i don't mind being you know people can put me where they like but i'd like to think that it kind of tries, you know, I'd like to avoid categorisation. Yeah. I mean, the name Nostalgia 77 does emphasise the word nostalgia. Does that mean that a big element of it is sort of re-celebrating the history? Yeah, I think if I'd have realised people would interpret it in that way, I might have chosen a different name. To be honest, I didn't really think about the name when mm. I chose it. It was just, I was working on a track... And 
is one of the first tracks I ever put out. So I had to think of a name to call the project. <laughs> and it just, the track and a lot of the music I was working on has that kind of, for me, it has that kind of feeling. It's a slightly kind of, you know, bittersweet kind of memory type of mood to it. You know, so so that's kind of why I picked on that word. But yeah, you know, I think sometimes people do think it's a bit like, all right, so it's old fashioned. It's like black and white films or whatever whatever it is but you know I, I, I live with it you know? I, had the same, I had the same sort of feeling in a, in a way with the early records by Cinematic Orchestra in a sense I mean the feeling of the name of the band which is a great name as is Nostalgia 77 I think um, was retrogressive in a way for me in my mind but they've managed I think over a period of time to really um, broaden their audience that listens to them and don't see them as a jazz band at all even though it's pretty much based around those elements um, and I think the same thing can be with you isn't it I mean I think that there is you know genre or um, a file next to groups like Cinematic Orchestra it's a nice area actually um, and it's not I think there's a really interesting audience that's going into it because you've got that whole sort of indie folk thing and people going and listening to Jose Gonzalez or listening to, you know, bands like Tongue and um, young, new audience. And are you getting that crowd connecting with you, do you feel? Yeah, I think... I mean, I think a lot of different people come to the music and are enjoying it, you know. I mean, certainly a great kind of age range of people, you know, like really young kids will write and say, and I love this. And the next message will be from someone who's, you know, clearly like in their 50s or something. So, you know, and that, that really pleases me because I don't want to make... I, I'd like not to make scene or time or genre-specific music, do you know what I mean? I'd like it to, to be open to everyone. And that was kind of one of the things I was trying to get across in the, in the new in the new record, really. That this is all right. Here are some of my some of my influences of jazz, and some of them are more contemporary and stuff. But really, it is, you know, you can find what you hopefully you can find what you like in the music, and you can file it wherever you like. You know, you can file it next to a cinematic orchestra if you're thinking it's contemporary and from that scene, or you can file it next to an Alice Cole Train record if that's how you're hearing it. Or you can, you know, there's a couple of tunes on there that I don't really think about it, but now I listen back, I think oh, it almost sounds like a kind of, I don't know, like a Serge Gainsbourg, Burt Baccarat, you know, kind of mood or something like that. So it's almost like kind of like a like a, a jazz pop soul kind of hybrid, you know. So, you know, put it where you like it, you know. For me, as long as the the tune works, then I'm then I'm happy with it. Yeah, and uh, you're going to be doing plenty of touring around this record, are you? Yeah, I'm, I think so. I mean, we're just, you've got a good I, band. The the band is great, man. It, They're it's, swinging. It's, right? it's it's great to it's great to go out with them. I haven't really kind of got my head around exactly how much we're going to do. You know, maybe like a couple of weeks later in the year and some of the festivals over the summer. Um, I'm I'm kind of a bit of a I'm a bit of a stay-at-home from time to time because I like to get on with, you know, there's always other projects to work on and really producing records is really what gets me going, you know. So I'd actually rather be in the studio or working on some ideas than than on the road, but it is great to go out and and play the music and and it does have another life when you play it live. You yeah, know? yeah. And with that, you know, with that, with that, with that band, it's, uh, you can just... Uh, you can get a lot more than you bargain for when you go to a live show, you know. And I get a lot more than I bargain for, and I'm, I'm in the band, so, you know, really like some of the, you know, sometimes you'll go and do a show and it'll just, it'll just be kind of renditions or something. That'll be the mood, you know. We'll do more songs or something, and sometimes it just goes off on a, on a tangent, and you're like, oh bloody hell, where did that? I remember the night, the night we um, had with you at Cargo, I think it was in 2005 or last year, the beginning of when um, Ed Motta went on with you. That was a magic moment, wasn't it? Man, it was amazing. Yeah. And yeah. that was actually, you filmed some of that. You Can can you download that or watch that somewhere? Is it on YouTube? Or? Well, I, can, I, can, you can, I think there's one of them's on YouTube or on MySpace or one of those. Yeah. And uh, I've actually, I've done a mix of one of those because we recorded the... Sh- we didn't actually. I think there is a recording of the Ed Motta thing, but 
I got, I had a recording from the earlier part of the the night, and I think actually on the end of this, there's a version of one of the tunes, right? Of the the mix we're gonna great for the radio or the podcast. Or and the last shows. podcast that we had actually um, here was um, one with Scream, and uh, one of the reasons that we were all here together actually for that. Um, day was the fact that you're going to be working with Scream on a on a project, which we're going to be putting out um, later on this year on Radio One, which is this uh, recording, trying to get different aspects of music really. And uh, I wasn't sure actually when I thought up the idea of putting the two of you from different zones together and then we all sat around the table and started listening to music and we were listening to a lot of Scream stuff and he was listening to some of your stuff and I've got a really good feeling that something quite special could come out of this yeah I mean I, I think that the thing I like about the the dubstep that I've heard I really like today was like the first kind of as my introduction to it but what I like about it is that it really kind of indulges itself you know what I mean it's not it's like we we're talking to it about tempos you know, and it's this is like this is music to be played out and everything, but it's really you know they're not trying to like push the tempo faster and faster and and you know and kind of rinse the crowd or anything. It's it's uh it's patient in a way. Do you know what I mean? And it's also the you know it's really kind of soundtracky and it's really you know it's a bit spooky. It doesn't mind like trying trying on some more kind of like dissonant kind of sounds and combinations of of instruments or synths or pads or whatever it is you're using in the in the production there so i think in from that point of view when we kind of layer up the dubstep beats with the like the spooky like valhalla horns and the glitchy electronics and some piano mccoy tyner piano then we'll have a we'll have something different we'll have something unique (laughs) i think okay i can't wait for that um so you've brilliantly put together a mix for us right now um, which is going to take the listener away into a world of beauty and peace um, what's on this uh, mix that we're about to play well, well you know you've, you've, uh, you've definitely sold it now so uh, this is uh, some little bits off the new album Everything Under the Sun um, a couple of, couple of tunes off that um, a couple of bits that I've done with uh, Octet over the last couple of years, a couple of bits, a uh, couple of little snippets of stuff of Borderlands and some live excursion stuff that I've mixed down for this, and uh, a couple of things right from the beginning, uh, beginning of the Nostalgia project. Uh, so a couple of bits off uh, the songs from my funeral album and the Garden. So hopefully, kind of joining a few of the dots. Great, along I'm, the way. I'm really pleased that you came in and you've done your work. <laughs> front um are you my spacing yeah you can check you can you can check some actually some new bits off the off the album on myspace now and see a see a video of the band and send me a message great listen thanks a lot mate thank you thank you (laughs) and uh good luck and uh already looking forward to the next i'm really looking forward to the screen yeah it's gonna be great man
Thank <laughs> you.